Welcome and thank you for joining Save Our Sisters Unplugged. If you're ready to hear the survival to success stories of brave and intelligent women, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be letting our hair down and gaining insight into how women have overcome their life struggles. My name is Noreen Foy and I'll be your host. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful people, welcome to the Unapologetically You Podcast Summit. My name is Noreen Foy, and I will be hosting this blessed event in celebration of International Podcast Day. I do have my three sisters in podcasting here with me today. Before we get into formal introductions, let me tell you a little bit about who I am and what I do out here in these streets. I am, as I said, Noreen Foy, and I am the founder and host of the Save Our Sisters group and Save Our Sisters Unplugged, which is a podcast that is all about resilience and strength, where my mission is to uplift and empower women of all ages. I help them to tap into their strength so that they can walk in their purpose. I do believe in the invincible spirit that resides within every woman. And that is pretty much why I wanted to start the podcast. Um, the point of this is to let women know that they are not alone in their life struggles and that their sisters understand and are held to help them through it all because we always have to stand in solidarity with one another. And um, that way we can just strengthen our bonds and strengthen our sisterhood and empower each other. So I wanted to celebrate International Podcast Day because it's an international celebration of the power of podcasts. Uh, it's an opportunity to connect with fellow podcasters, podcast listeners, and podcast enthusiasts. So I chose these women for this because little that they know, they have so much in common. Okay, you guys, when I thought about the topic of being unapologetically, you, you three popped into my mind. Why? You know who you are. And soon you'll know why I paired you three together. <laughs> Two of you are actually going to be speaking at the Afros and Audio Podcast Festival in a few weeks, but I'm going to let y'all talk about that a little bit later on. So without further ado, let me introduce the crew. First off, Miss Unapologetic herself, Coach Keisha Woods from the Empowering Real Talk Podcast. Miss Pitch Like a Mouse. <laughs> Coach Leah M. Forney from the Hey Queen Thrive podcast. And last but not least, the shit talker herself, Miss Paula Sima Mula Mula from the Talk Shit with P podcast. <laughs> so far, y'all getting why I put y'all together? And do. <laughs> I love hey, it. Let's get in it. Tell us about your podcast, how long you've been podcasting, who you serve, and what's the story behind the name of your podcast? Uh, well, um, Empowering Real Talk um, is just that. I started podcasting in 2020 during the pandemic, um, and I really kind of started it as a hobby. I really didn't think that it was going to be something that I was going to continue to do. I just was something to do because I like to talk. Um, little did I know that it was going to become one of my primary passions. I love bringing 
raw, uncut conversations. Um, I don't sugarcoat and I don't want any of my guests to feel like they have to sugarcoat. I want us to dismantle the negative stigmas that are out in society. Um, I want us to break free from just like all of the limited belief systems that we have. And when it comes to like our mental awareness, financial, entrepreneurial growth, um, there are a lot of stigmas that come along with that. So Empowering Real Talk not only discusses that, but I'm also here to empower and encourage everybody to understand that it's never too late for us to elevate. So um, as I say on my podcast, those are the conversations that are necessary. Um, I don't like to talk about gossip and the blogs and stuff like that. Um, I'm ready for us to break the generational trends, the generational stigmas and cycles that is really holding us back in life. And Empowering Real Talk podcast is just for that. So thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. So hey, y'all, I'm Leah M. Forney. I'm the host of the internationally recognized show, Hey, Queen Thrive. And so just like Coach Keisha, I started Vines two years ago, almost three years ago, right in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, And I tell y'all, it was actually something God revealed to me one day in conversation. He was just like, start a podcast. And I'd be honest, I was like, what? Who? Where? (laughs) Like... I don't know the first thing about podcasting, sir. <laughs> right. So, but in all things, I was obedient. I was like, okay, God, if you want me to start this podcast, you're going to have to tell me what this podcast is supposed to be about. And no lie, he revealed it to me in a dream. So literally he gave me the name in a dream and I woke up and I was like, Hey, queen thrive. And so it resonates with me because I always say there's a difference between surviving and thriving something. Right. And so, Hey, queen thrive is literally the show for the unapologetically dope woman who loves the Lord, but cusses a little or cusses a lot. So just like Coach Keisha, we have real uncut, unfiltered conversations. We talk about everything from life and business. We talk about money. We talk about sex. We talk about relationships. And so I am excited that we have been, uh, what, three, almost three years, over a hundred episodes, getting ready for season four. So yeah, definitely check out the show. Hey man, listen. This is this is what I'm talking about. Let's go, Miss Shitalker. Hey, everybody. My name is Paula, and I am the host of Talk Shit with P. And I want to say I do get why we're being put together because listening to Miss Kisha and, and Leah talk about their podcast, I'm right there. Mine started as well during the pandemic, and uh, it was all because of uh, some shit talking I was doing on Twitter after I wrote an email to my ex boyfriend when I was drunk and also because I was in my depression mode, you know, everything was happening during the pandemic. So I was in my feelings and everything. And a friend of mine was like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what would we call it? And she was like, well, you talk shit. So, you know, talk shit with me. I was like, you know, you know, bitch. And since then, talk shit with P has been born and it has, you know, you start something and you're not sure what you're doing with it. You just needed a void at the time and it ended up being a passion project. And I love being in the creative world. And our podcast is about creating a safe space for people to shine unapologetically and show up as their fucking best self. Sorry, excuse me. I cast a lot sometimes and I forget where I am. But um, <laughs> well, um, so we like to uh, most people wait until you're big to give you your flowers like oh once you make it to Oprah and something but they forget that right now while you're creating that passion while you're building it that's when you need your flowers because independent podcasters don't get a lot of support unlike multimedia 
podcasters, you know, we don't go to the studio and have somebody edit and somebody do this. We have to do everything ourselves, figure it out ourselves. So I want to give people their flowers, learn about their journey and include mental health because I'm an advocate for mental health. And while we are building these things, it does mess up with our mental health. So I want to encourage the other creatives who are out there having this talent and ideas, but scared to start because they don't have that bank account there on pay, paycheck to paycheck. I live paycheck to paycheck and I find ways. I just want to encourage other talented people out there that your creative matters and you can do it by being your apologetic self. You don't have to fit in, in a status to be able to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. I'm really trying not to cast. Thank you. Hey, can I, I say it. something real quick? Because we ain't supposed to be casting. Well, I mean. Oh, because I, I, I'm a cast. I mean, I want you to be unapologetic yourself. Oh, okay. Then you don't got to I don't right. want it to be like we out at the bar having drinks. Well, I mean, no, you know. <laughs> I, I just wanted to be clear. I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> I, I tried it. to be I, a li- I tried to be a little bit clear around Noreen because I know her space is a little bit by, you know. That's all. <laughs> so here's my thing with the cussing. Um, I'm trying to be a reform sailor and my sisters, I did tell her that I will work on it because yes, I was definitely down for the cuss and I I would be like, sis. There is no other word that fits here but a cuss word. And she's like, Noreen, cussing is a choice. And so I said, okay, sis, I'm going to try and really just be more intentional with my words. So let's get back in it. So tell me, what does being unapologetically you mean to you? And how does that tie into what you discussed in your podcast? And I know that you just touched on it just a little bit in your intro, but I want you to get a little bit deeper on like, what is it to you? And why do you really tie that into what you do out here in these streets? Um, well, I spent a life of people pleasing. Um, I've always been a supportive person. Um, and I still am, you know, that's why I do what I do now. But I supported from a space of havoc. And what happened is I was never prioritizing myself. Um, I was always pouring into others with the twisted blessing thinking of, oh, you know, I'll get my blessings as long as I keep pouring into everybody else. But at some point it's like, no, Keisha, you've got to put you first. You've got to prioritize yourself. Not saying that you not don't want to be there for people, but you've got to be there for yourself first. How can you practice that with everybody else and not practice it on the person that matters most, which is self? Um, so really uh, being unapologetic to me actually began in 2020 um, when I kind of went through a mental trial and tribulation myself and I ended up taking a detox from social media for 30 days. I literally journaled every day for 30 days, which actually I turned that into my Amazon bestselling book. Um, but it's really started saying, you know what, you've got to put you first. So acquiring that mindset for myself, I wanted to also inspire others to do the same because we can be supportive. We can be dope friends. We can be dope moms and dope sisters and aunts and, and, and sisters and stuff like that, but not with at the risk of losing ourselves. Um, so me being unapologetic, and I really say this word every day to myself, it is a part of my daily affirmations, um, is me saying, yes, I can be there for you, but not at the expense of me. And 
it doesn't mean that I don't care about your feelings. It means that I'm not suppressing my feelings to coddle yours. Um, and that is just the lifestyle that I live now, just truly understanding that I have to be at my fullest. And even on the days that I'm not, it's okay for me to say no to you because I'm not at my fullest. Being unapologetic instead of feeling like I need to explain to somebody, you know, well, I can't do this because of this. And it's just no. It's just no. And then I, I get the look at people looking at me because they're waiting on the explanation. And I'm just sitting there like, no. Oh, well, you don't know. You know, so like me adapting and adopting that lifestyle is just really the life that I live every day. I talk about it every day, but I live it every single day. You know, there is not a day that does not go by that that is not a part of my daily self-talk to me. Girl, you are the bomb. You are unapologetically you. Everybody's not going to like you and you got to be okay with that. And because I live that lifestyle, the blessings, the opportunities keep pouring in because I'm living in my truly authentic self, unapologetically. Um, and just bringing that to the podcast as well. I want people to just hear the confidence in my voice and also say, you know what? Hey, I went through that. And I'm going to, you know, take something, a resource that she might've said in the last two minutes of her podcast episode. And I'm going to implement that. You know, I always want to provide some resources, whether it's a therapist on there, whether it's somebody that has gone through, you know, sexual trauma, sexual abuse. I want them to know that, we all have gone through similarities and to bring that to my platform, um, it just matters to me and being unapologetic in our growth because that's what it's about, just being unapologetic in how we grow and know that our, our journey is going to be different from somebody else's. I totally agree with all of that. And I, I love everything you say. How about you, Leah? Come on, Coach K with the <laughs> mic drop, okay? Um <laughs> Like, how, we, how am I supposed to follow up after that, Noreen? I'm just saying. So for me, it's about embracing the power of my voice. So growing up, being uh, the daughter of two addicts, both my parents battling with addiction and incarceration, you know, I felt stifled as a kid. I felt like I had no voice. And so I tell people all the time, I didn't even discover my voice until about three, four years ago, because for a very long time, I was afraid to speak up. I was afraid to advocate. I was even afraid to tell people how I felt. So, you know, I could relate to Coach K talking about, hey, I'm a, you know, people pleaser, reform people pleaser right here, you know, doing all the things for everyone. And so for me now being unapologetic means I bet on my damn self, right? Like I, I show up for Leah. I bet on Leah because if nobody else is going to bet on me, I am animal win, right? So I take that same energy that I've put into betting on everybody else, cheerleading for everybody else, clapping for everybody else. And I translate that back to me and remind myself that one, your story matters, your voice matters, and you matter. So it's really for me, being unapologetically me is just literally showing up, embracing the power of my voice and being okay with who I am, where I am, and not trying to compete. I tell people all the time, my only competition is myself. <laughs> like I try to outdo me from yesterday. I'm not trying to outdo Keisha. I ain't trying to do Noreen. I'm just trying to outdo me. And so how that translates into Hey Queen Thrive is that I literally wanted to create a space and a show for every last one of my experts that come in to just be themselves. Like it's, it's amazing because I've had experts that's like, you know, I curse. Is that okay? Girl, curse. Like if you want to drop an F-bomb, drop the F-bomb. Like I'm not going to sit here and censor you. I'm not the censor police, 
be who you are. And so that is really what I want every last one of the members of my Thrive Tribe to know. Be who you are. Be unapologetic about who you are, how you show up. Like, that is what I want people to take away from and thrive. Like, you ain't got to be stuck in what's been. You ain't got to keep trying to rehearse what the past. Like, I always say my motto is this. I have survived 100% of the worst days that could ever happen to me. So why can't I thrive through 100% of the best ones? I'm just saying. I love that. Man, yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. I, I can't fall. Come on. I can't follow. follow now. I can't follow now. Like Coach K and Leah, like, took it home. Like, they said everything I needed to say, but just much better, you know, because I'm a shit talker. But... Um, <laughs> So uh, for me, it's uh, just like both of y'all, I was also a people pleaser, but I've also always been a loud person, you know, I'm short and small. So I was like, if you're not going to see me, you're going to hear me. So I've always been loud. I was a tomboy. I was emotional. I'm a cancer. And I don't know if that's an excuse, but I am an emotional person. I have empathy. Like I feel people's things more than they actually feel. So I'm always willing to support and go an extra mile for people who when you're actually needing that, you're like, where's the line, you know? <laughs> so um, I got tired of being told you're too loud, you're too emotional, you're too, like, who are you to tell me that, you know? So, and because of that, I ended up being in communities that don't serve me because I'm constantly showing up as a different person to please people. So in this side, I'm this person. In this side, like they're all part of me, but I have to either censor or shrink myself in order to belong. And I did not want to shrink myself anymore. Uh, I wanted to, uh, and this came when I started understanding my depression and dealing with my mental health. And I realized, you know what? Fuck the shit. I am going to show up as me. Whoever is going to accept me, good for you. Whoever is not, to hell with you. No offense, but for real. So I started showing up unapologetically, just like how my social media, because I got tired, especially in social media, seeing people show up as this person. And then when you meet them, you're like, for real? No. So, so I didn't want that. I wanted to show up as me and be around people who show up as themselves. And so I, I kept on being unapologetic myself. And that ended up putting me in rooms where people are showing up as themselves, creating communities that I feel proud to be a part of that actually serve me and my purpose and are behind me. And with that, I wanted my podcast to be the same space. Like, Come as you are. Share your story. Don't be afraid. We're going to laugh about it. We're going to cry. We're going to curse. We're going to walk. We're going to teach each other something and learn from each other. And that's all I want. I want people. Because sometimes we say uh, we don't have the right people on our side or we don't have the right community. It's because we're not showing up as ourselves. That's why we don't have places we belong. And I don't want to feel that. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it as well. Um, you know, you guys have said a lot here and I think we're all similar in our same space. I think we all have similar reasons as to why we thought, because even in my situation, I come from a conservative Christian background, right? And you definitely were seen and not heard. And for a long time with all the things that have gone on in my family, you know, black folks got secrets. We are Pandora's box creators. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I have always been a quiet type. I hate confrontation, but I can defend myself. And I think that's where people mess up. 
I just choose not to engage, but I can if you provoke me, you know? And so just like you guys said, it's only been in a couple of years that I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. You know, you say something, okay, I'll just walk away. Some people need to be read. Some, <laughs> not when I was back in my twenties, I mean, I'd read you for filth. Let me tell you, I would read you for filth and I wouldn't even look back and I wouldn't care, you know, but after I got children, I softened up. They done softened my little spirit up. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to use my voice. And so in using my voice, that's why I wanted to build my Save Our Sisters platform. And of course, everybody knows the acronym for help is SOS. And so that's exactly why I had that for Save Our Sisters, because I want to save our sisters. I want to help women find their voice. I want you to speak your truth. I want you to be unapologetically you. You know, I'm not the cussing police, but because I'm on my journey, I'd like to stay on it. I like to stay on it because once she's outside, she's outside. But I also want to keep my promise to myself and I want to keep my promise to my sister. But I want people to really be who they are. But when you're on the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast, you are being yourself. You are telling your truth because it is a safe space, you know, and I'm not judging you. People have shared stories for the first time on my podcast, you know, so they were even still not 100% sure. And this is why I'm actually trying to become a certified resilience coach. But I wanted people to just have their space, have their moment, speak their truth. And that way other women would be able to say, you know what? She's been through all that and she still came out on top. That's exactly what I want, you know? So let's get into the industry a little bit. When you guys first started your podcast, as Black women, we have to kick down doors and break ceilings half the time in order for us to get in, right? Did you have a problem breaking into the podcasting industry as an African-American woman or, you know, were the doors just open for you? What was your experience like? Um, Me personally, as I said before, I just started podcasting because I was doing something. Um, And when I first started, like, it is so crazy because I went back and listened to like the episodes from like 2021 and I was like, Oh, Lord. So needless to say, they're no longer available to be listened to. Um, but I was just doing something. Um, I was talking about any and everything um, because honestly, when I first began my own journey, um, so a little bit of backstory about me with that. Um, I became a life coach. June of 2020, Upgraded Mindsets LLC was formed. Um, and I was just a part-time coach. I was still working in full-time corporate America at the time. So it was just something, you know, part-time for me. I wasn't looking at it as a long-term full-time thing. Um, November of 2020, I was actually let go from my corporate job of seven years. And because I was on my own personal transformational journey, it was like, okay, Keisha, now things is looking a little crazy, but what do you do? Do you go find another job or do you continue to walk in your journey? Because I was very much more clear on what I wanted to do and my purpose as far as being a coach and helping other women. But I still was like, I had to look at the financial side. I wasn't financially stable enough to just completely be like, F that. But I trusted my process, you know, prayers and just really asking for some guidance and really becoming more spiritually aligned. It actually said, you know what? 
you got this, you know? So I actually became a full-time entrepreneur November 20th of 2020. Um, January of 2021 was actually when I started the podcast. And again, I was just talking about any and everything. So I didn't even care about getting in no wrongs at that time. I was just talking just to talk. Um, and, but the end of 2021, the purpose was like, girl, you like to talk. So you got to start using your platform for what it is that you want to talk about. And that's what shifted it over. Um, Cause it's probably been a couple of different names, but empowering real talk was like the name that just really just stuck out to me. And when I say it, I just get a sense of fulfillment. So I knew it was the name for me, but I actually probably was a little lazy as far as putting myself out there. But um, the last 12 to 13 months, I won't say that I've had a hard time per se. Um, it's just making sure you weaning out the right people, you know, because any and everybody will want to have you as a guest or want to, you know, be on your show and stuff like that. So it was just a matter of me understanding where I'm at to say, no, I'm not just going to be on any and everybody's platform. Um, I'm not just going to allow any and everybody to be on my platform. And I think that has actually kind of worked out best for me, you know, um, and just being a part of that. I definitely have my YouTube channel as well. Um, my YouTube channel is probably what is thriving the most. I'm almost at, I think, 1,200 subscribers. Um, so because I know that that's where I'm thriving at the most, that's where I put my most focus in, you know. Um, my audio as far as that too, but... Um, I worked to get that YouTube channel and, you know, I definitely appreciate it, but I will say it was hard for me. It was just hard for me to say no to a lot of people because I know everybody want to try to come up and, you know, get their faces seen and stuff like that. So just being mindful of my podcast and my message and not just trying to have any and everybody on there just for the sake of saying I want to guest and trying to get their audience, you know, um, it all involves you aligning yourself within your brand, period, because your podcast is a part of of your brand. So once I really had that understanding, it was like, okay, it's full steam ahead with my brand, not just the podcast, but my brand as a whole. So as long as I keep that mindset of knowing that it's my brand, not just my podcast, I'm good. And I know a lot of people, you know, talk about mindset. A lot of people talk about mental awareness, um, entrepreneurial growth, financial literacy. So I know that it is a very well lit area. So um, I'm just going to keep working, you know, towards building that and, you know, accommodating and, you know, being able to uplift and empower other people to do the same thing. So I love it. Um, so here's the funny thing about my podcasting journey. So I kind of was already being interviewed on other people's podcasts. So when I started even knowing anything about podcasting, it was 2017 when I wrote my very first book. And so I had a book, I had a message and I had this voice and I was like, all right, God, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> you know, like, how am I supposed to use this thing? And so he kind of started to push me in the direction of just increasing visibility through media. And so I was steadily being interviewed on media platforms and podcasting was one of them. So I'm a big vision board person. And so probably as we were getting ready to go into 2020, uh, 2021, I was like working on my vision board. And that's when God said to me, start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know nobody in the podcast industry. I mean, I know technically I've been guest on podcasts, but I don't know nobody that's actually started one. And so I said, okay, I started researching kind of, all right, how to start a podcast, um, used anchor, did all these different things. And when I started Hey Queen Thrive, it literally was probably just a emotional outlet. Like you, Coach K, like I've listened to season one of my show and I'm like, child, <laughs> what was we talking about? <laughs> like, you know, it was a lot of 
trying and testing things in season one. It wasn't until I started to make that same shift and realize that podcasting is such a great way to show up as the expert, position yourself as an expert and really align it with your brand. And so when I started making that shift and realizing that, oh, wait, I got a real platform here, right? Like I can really use this to my advantage to really grow what it is that I'm trying to do. Then came season two, season three, where conversations were different. It was a little bit more niche down. I was starting to be really, really selective about the guests that I had on my show, but also even for me being guests on other people's show. Like before it was like, whoever want to talk to an author, I'm here. <laughs> like, let's talk. Now it's like, I'm very, very selective. So I don't want to say that it was hard, but I will say what was missing at the time that I came in there was the sense of community. Like now we got all these podcasting communities, all these podcasting networks. It was like, where was you three years ago? Because <laughs> I was out here in these streets by myself. Okay. But now we have all these spaces and places. So I think that was the thing that was probably the hardest is because I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have someone that I could reach out to and be like, Hey, how does my SEO, like now we know all these things about SEO friendly and all this stuff, but nobody was saying that to us two, three years ago. So that was probably the hardest part was literally creating a show, testing and trying, like trying all the things, tweaking here and there, and then figuring out the best way to do it. But I would say for me, that actually worked in my benefit because then I started getting so many other women entrepreneurs who wanted to be podcasters. And so being able to have that experience and then turn around and create profitable podcaster where I got to teach them how to do it, but also teach them how to do it the right way, which was use it as a way to position yourself as an expert. Don't just create a podcast just for the sake of creating a podcast. Like really let this thing be the thing that you use to shine as an expert. So I would say that was probably the difficult parts of my journey, but you know, podcasting is all about testing and trying. So you just got to keep trying and then you'll figure it out as you go. All right. I guess it's my chance now. Okay. So uh, my journey, um, just like, it's, it's amazing how most of our stories are similar. <laughs> so when I started it as well, it was something to get me out of my depression and my funk. And um, so I really wasn't paying attention to what can podcast be. Like I was using Anchor. I didn't even buy like an expensive mic. I bought a mic for $50, I think, on Amazon, and I never even used it because I was recording on Anchor on my phone. So it was like, um, and just like y'all, I hate my season one. Like, <laughs> my season one was all over, uh, but I was just having fun with it, and I was self-teaching myself, you know? I was Googling and just taking those free courses that were happening on Instagram during the pandemic and all that shit. And when season one ended, my brother was like, Paula, you literally created history. Like, cause at that time I was talking about COVID and um, being black in corporate America and Black Lives Matter and that, you know, all the shit that was happening in 2020. So it was like all over. It wasn't really like, where am I going with this, you know? So when you say that, it came to me like, okay, now I really need to know where I'm focusing on. Cause I really love this. And then, uh, I was part of the Buzzsprout community on Facebook, which ended up introducing me to PodFest. And I was enjoying meeting people in that community. And it gave me opportunity to, to present. And I did case study presentations. I was on a panel. So I was like, okay, I really love this. I need to know how to make it work for me. 
And um, shout out to Travis Brown, who told me to rebrand. And uh, so I rebranded my podcast, my logo changed. And this one, I was like, I don't want to just concentrate on mental health stories because now I realize I want to get into the creative. I'm building my brand. And I talk to people about building the brand, about uh, creating content, about how to grow in this industry and mental health in all together. So um, to be honest, I think I didn't have a hard time like uh, once I knew I I love this because again I was lucky enough that I found communities that actually want to help compared to communities that are just there to to sell you and to try to make you buy stuff so I was really in communities that helped me grow and were willing to teach me and include me and involve me and answer my questions and so yeah I think I was just lucky for that and I appreciate that I really truly appreciate Buzzsprout and Podfest because they ended up getting me into different audiences and I like what Coach K said about saying no because I ended up getting offered a a sponsorship that it didn't go with my brand because at that time I was like if they would have come to me at season one where I really just was looking for anything I probably would have said yes but after realizing like I need to say no to to certain guests and need to say no to other platforms because it doesn't go with my brand. We have nothing in common. And and most of the time we think when you bring a guest, you're going to get their audience. But half of the time, they don't even promote it as much as you do. Their audience doesn't come to you. So I would rather have somebody who has 12, 15 followers, but I know that they, what they have to say goes with my brand and they're going to promote it. Even if it's 15 followers compared to a person who has 10,000 or whatever. So... I ended up saying no to that sponsorship deal, even though it was like, oh my God, they actually reached out to me. And I ended up getting a better deal out of it. So I learned that, you know what, go with your guts and stick to your branding, stick to what brings you into this passion you have for podcasting and you're going to keep on winning and surround yourself with the right people. So (laughs) I'm lucky about that. Yeah, you know what? I like everything that you guys said. And like I said, when I first came out, I just came out in silence. I didn't tell anybody. That whole grooming where you say what happens in the house stays in this house, that is ingrained in me. So I always move in silence. But when I came out, I I had some structure to what I wanted to say. I knew who my niche was going to be. I knew what I wanted to talk about. And I think it's because I did the group first and I already had that established that when I moved over to the podcast after the pandemic, um, it was kind of like a seamless um, type of thing. So yeah, just like you guys. Yeah. I, I actually started out on anchor with, <laughs> with my phone. I didn't even have the gain on it. Just use their little upload. And it says, yeah, you can do it from your phone. I'm like, Oh, I could do it from my phone. Not knowing that. Yeah. Doing it from your phone doesn't mean you can do it from your phone anywhere. You know, <laughs> you definitely have to have a nice space where the sound quality would be great. So I want to say there's a first couple of episodes in my first season that I did that I'm like, eh, now that I've got the right stuff, I want to pull them back and like redo, you know, now I know how to fix things and, and manage and edit it myself and manipulate the sound. I want to go back and fix things, but then it's going to get all out of sequence. And so I'm like, well, it just is what it is. So hopefully when folks listen to the podcast, they'll be like, okay, I could see her growth. (laughs) And And I was just going to say, that's what it is. It's about the growth. Like, yeah, the growth is mandatory. 
Absolutely. You know, and, um, and not only that, you know, through meeting people, like we went on the, um, I think I met, uh, that's where I met Paul on Adams uh, around the pod. You get on other people's platforms and you talk with them and you learn so much other tips and tricks. And then I started getting into these podcast groups, but as an African-American woman, I never had anyone that was like, mm, nah, I don't want to work with you or anything like that. You know, I did have some folks that say, hey, you know, I, I see you're having a problem with this because I would post whatever I had going on in some of those podcast groups. And they'd be like, for X amount of dollars, you know, I can fix this for you. And I was like, really? Just for you to tell me like, hey, you know what? I've used this platform and this works for me. Or, hey, I've used this editing tool and this works for me. You know, it's I'm like, are you serious? Like, is this how it's going to be in this thing? <laughs> I have to pay for everything. Now, mind you, I know I'm not going to come out of this without paying for something because equipment isn't cheap. You know, the hosting platform, you know, depending on who you're hosting on, that's going to cost you. Um, your editing software, you know, everything is going to cost you wherever you're doing your graphics. If you're doing Canva, if you want things to look professional, you know, everything is going to come at a cost. So I have no problems paying, but for simple things like, you know what, if you just do this and tweak this, I think your sound would be better, you know? So now I use this platform called Descript. That works for me. Why? Because when I download my file into it, it comes up like a Word document. Sis needs that. <laughs> because then I can see the words and when I'm like, mm, I want to take this entire line out. And it takes the words out and it also takes out of the um, recording as well. So I can see it and it works for me. So it took me a while to figure out what works for me, you know, in that space. But I just wanted to know what you guys' experiences were like, because, you know, I'm like an introvert with extrovert tendencies. So <laughs> I know you guys are a little more out there than me. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like I don't know why, but I, I say this from the beginning, I, maybe because the support for me came. Like um, most of the groups I belong in, they're willing to help. And I always, when I join a group and if I ask a question and the first thing is you tell me how much you can do it for me, I leave that group because it, I mean, I don't mind buying your course or joining your coach, but first give me a reason why I should, you know, when you have these other groups where people actually, there's simple things where you can also go Google, uh, you know, but um, from the beginning, I think the reason why I ended up loving podcasts more and getting passionate about it is because uh, I saw how much compared to other industries, the community is willing to help and support if you are in the right yeah. community. Like if you're in the right community, like most of the people who have helped and supported me is strangers who I met through Podfest, who even brought me to uh, Afro and Audios and this, and there are people who have not even met in real life because at that time it was virtually. And then when I finally went to Podfest last year and met everybody at the energy they have online is even more better in person. And they just, everybody like, oh, you have a second. I can show you how to do it. And you're like, damn, exactly. okay. <laughs> you know? exactly. I mean, and then later, in fact, like even Adam, he gives a lot of free resources to the extent that when you reach a point, you're like, you know what? Now I'm ready to really pay money and get all that knowledge because he's already given me these free resources. I know what he's talking about. I've seen what he does. But you, I'm just asking you the first question when you open your, your 
sorry, no. <laughs> exactly. And another thing too, this is one of the things that was actually surprising to me because you'd say, oh yeah, every, you know, I got a podcast out here. I got a thousand people in my Facebook, all my friends. Yet you tell them you're going to have podcasts. You're going to have at least a thousand downloads, a thousand friends. You're adding it up. You're like, I'm going to monetize this thing. Child, baby, not the case, not the case. I was like, oh, okay. So we're going to have to reevaluate our little friendship because you say you got a book out. I bought your book. You say you speaking here. I'm going to go hear you speak. You say you got whatever you got going on or your kid is selling something from school. Let me go ahead and, and give your kid a purchase. Like I support people. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is, Coming into this, expected people to be me, <laughs> but clearly not everybody wants to listen to a podcast. Not everybody even knows what it is and not everybody is going to want to support what you got going on. And so I said, you know what? And and you and I, Keisha, we have spoken is like, you, you have to go outside of your circles in that order to succeed. It sucks. Yeah. And I want to touch on that for a hot second. Like, let's talk about that for a hot second, you know, because... I love how Paula said, like, strangers will support you quicker than your family and friends will. Yeah. Um, once I adopted that mindset, hey, it was no holds barred for me. It was nothing but up for me because um, I actually had that same mindset when I went in as a coach, even before the podcast, you know, um, as a coach, I'm like, oh, share my stuff, support my stuff, tell everybody about me. And, you know, it wasn't happening that way. So I was starting to see the visual of, strangers supporting quicker than you know I have a, a group of life coaches um I actually met her in person for the first time um in Raleigh North Carolina I was a speaker at her Black Life Coach Summit in Raleigh in June um we have been like this for the past year and a half and me going down there like first of all you invited me to be a speaker but we love each other like our bond is just so dope you know um but they are my biggest support system. They are my biggest accountability partners. They are my biggest people to say, hey, don't give up on that. And I'm that reassurance with them because as I tell people all the time, I'm a coach. I can tell you I got the most confidence in the world. But one thing that I have understood that is I do need that support back. I am vulnerable and I do want to be supported. I do want somebody to tell me I'm proud of you. I do want somebody to say, you know, keep going, girl. You got this. Hey, I'm not a strong woman. And I say that often, I do not define myself as a strong woman because when you say you're a strong woman, that means you don't want help. That's what the society makes you think that you don't want help. So I'm a woman of strength and I have changed that definition for myself. But like touching base back on, you know, just they listen to podcasts. They just don't want to listen to your podcast, you know, and that's what it is. They know what podcast is. The industry out here is banging right now nobody can sit here and tell me that they don't know what a podcast is i just rather you keep it real with me and say hey i'm not really relating to your podcast i would respect you so much exactly if that's what you had told me instead of being like oh yeah i listened to the last episode what was it about you know what girl i totally forgot exactly and i hate that because but you can but with it but you can tell me but you can tell me about a show you watched two months ago but you can't tell me what my episode was but um, when I also, I, I learned that real quick way, way before I even started my podcast. So even with my podcast, I didn't really care about my friends. Like, And I had a few friends who straight up told me like, listen, I'm not going to be listening. I was like, cool. Thank you for your honesty. But it's not <laughs> but, even, it's not even. Damn, <laughs> no, it, it, it's okay. I understand because my shit isn't their shit. You know, I, I'm not going to force you to do it. At least you are honest. 
But um, the thing is about support, it's not just about listening. You can share it on your stories. You share Beyonce. Beyonce doesn't give a fuck about you. But you can share my shit. You can like, you can send it to somebody else. You can, you know, you can just share my page to your friends. Because it might not be your thing, but it might be your friend's new thing. Exactly. You know, that's all I'm saying. Sharing does not cost a shit. So I, I support everybody and I share, but at, at some point I stop. And then once they start their shit and the way they'll send you messages, can you share my shit? No. Did you share mine? No. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. So no. And, and that's why for the longest, I joined groups where I know we are all podcasters. We all understand the meaning of supporting each other and helping each other because we all want to see each other grow. The rest of y'all, I don't care. And that's why sometimes I tell my friends, yeah, I talk shit about you on my episode. And I didn't even do that just so you can go and listen, like, go listen. And then you find I didn't even say your name, but you went and listened. Thank you for the download. Leah, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, that that is funny, Coach B. But um, <laughs> I might have to use that. I might have to tell people I talk shit about the show. Exactly. I think I'm like, yeah, I included you. Yeah, I think you should go listen to what I had to say. Yeah, too. But no, to the conversation about support, you know, it's funny because I feel like I experienced, if y'all remember that song by Mike Jones, back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot. They all on the right. <laughs> I feel like now... Because, you know, Hey Cream Thrive has grown so much. We got 6,000 plus <laughs> downloads. Now I'm starting to get all these people. Well, how did you do it? Can I? That is, and it's like, girl, I've been trying to get you on the podcast and bandwagon for the last year, two years. Now you're ready because you see the evidence. I also think that we live in a time where people think support is always monetary. And they, like you said, go like it, share it. You can share it. You can email it out. You can... You can do all of these things and it's like so that's supporting me like repost it you know <laughs> like exactly oh, check out this episode like I think a lot of times when people hear support they think they got to spend money it's like no I'm not asking you for to spend money I am asking that you share it out especially if you you know are a fan of the show like I always know when my downloads are increasing I know it's one of my thrive tribes because they listen every Thursday like I get DMs all the time. Like, girl, why was you talking about me? And I'm like, child, listen, I don't even be knowing what I said. I just said what I said and <laughs> we're going to run with it. So that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. And I agree with all of that because, you know, just listen, just supporting us. Like, can we all just make it? The table is long enough. And if the table, if we're all at the table and there's no more seats, guess what we can do? We can add another table and add some more chairs. We can all do it together. I don't understand what the big deal is about, um, I don't know. It's like, do you not want me to be successful? Do you not know I got mouths to feed? I got okay. children, yeah. I got grandchildren. What it is. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, you know, like, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that is the fact. There are people that we claim as friends and family that do not want to see you doing better than them. Um, it's That's another that podcast episode that we're gonna do. Cause you did talk about some fake friends the other day. And I'm like, yeah, hey. a girlfriend just hit me up just the other day saying, can we talk about female friendships? I'm like, bet we're gonna do it because hey. I no, have I, had I, shot. about that one, man. I got. I cut people off a lot, so I don't have fake friends. Like, as soon as I see your fake, you're gone. Like, I'm very Me quick too. about cutting people off, especially after I started. Like, seriously, 2020 was something I needed because I literally started taking care of my mental health and my depression, and I realized that 
I don't give a fuck because I am dying and you don't care. So you're going to be gone. And I tell everybody, if I've asked you to be on my podcast and you haven't, or you haven't supported in any way, I'm going to win with this shit and I'm going to be big. And you're going to have to be talking to my five assistants before you get to me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, talk to my people. Exactly. Talk to my people. (laughs) Exactly. And that's how I feel. I feel that now I want to get into a guest space because, you know, when we have guests on and we ask, you know, we have them on. It's a great experience. You know, you're like, okay, now it's time for us to start promoting the episode so people can start, you know, like Miss Leah said, getting them 6,000 downloads. You know, sometimes the guests don't even share. Yeah. The guests don't even share it. And I'm like, damn. Like what happened to me was I had, I thought this was the amazing guest. I mean, this person was like big time. They out there, they've been out there for a long time and I will not call their name (laughs) because I don't want the podcast and universe to come for me. (laughs) But man. No, we we need to know so that we don't bring. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, this is huge for me. You know, this is a great interview. This is a big time person. And they never shared it out. They never shared it out. They never said, hey, I was on this amazing podcast. You know, this is what we talked about. I mean, we were going in and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And then after that, I shared it out <laughs> and they didn't. So how do you guys like manage that? Um, me personally, I do my research on um, my guests. Um, Probably the day before, um, I'm trying to get better at that, but like the day before I will do my research. And what I do is I look at if they have other podcast episodes that they've been on, um, if they're sharing out being on other platforms, how they're sharing out in their own content. Um, What I have learned on my own journey with that is if you aren't streaming as big as they are streaming, because you said that, you know, the person was well known and, you know, in the industry, whatever industry they're in, um, if you're a little person to them, yeah, they not going to probably share that out. You know what I'm saying? What they're doing is saying, oh, I'm going to give you some views, but that don't mean I'm going to contribute to that. And it's just the reality of the world that we're in. Um, You know, me on my journey, I've had a couple of high profile uh, uh, clients, Lord, (laughs) guests on my show. And I'm not going to lie, I've drafted the episodes because it didn't get promoted like that. Um, You didn't promote it and I'm not going to promote it anymore either. Um, Call it petty, call it what you want, but I'm not going to allow you to benefit from possibly getting a potential client on my platform. You know what I'm saying? And you're not even willing to share that out, you know? So it's just being mindful, doing your research on them as a whole. If they tell you they've been on other podcast platforms um, and you go and you research on their website or wherever they promote at, and you don't see no podcast platforms, you don't see them on no other shows, that might be a little red flag. One, that they might be gassing you up to say they've been on platforms. And two, that they just want to get on your platform and they have no desire to share it out. Um, so my recommendation to that is just do your research with regards to them um, and see where they're at. See what their social media looks like. You know, we know that that's where so you know a lot of things are put in, you know, with regards to being on platforms. So we know that people share on social media. We know that's the way of the world. 
So if you don't see them sharing anybody else's podcast episodes on their platform, you may want to think twice about having them on the show because that's how I do now. If I don't see you promoting nobody else, yeah, you might not be a fit for me because I definitely want you to promote. I'm sending you a link. I'm sending you a reel to, you know what I'm saying, post on there because I edit and break them down. I'm sending you all that via email, um, either the day before we go live because I record and, you know, air later. So I'm editing and doing everything. So if that's the case, if I'll see you, yeah, that episode, I can tell you right now, I did season three of mine. There's probably like seven episodes that I never even aired that I recorded because I went and looked and did the research on them and they wasn't promoting nobody else stuff. So it was like, all right, yeah, you, you're not going to get on my platform. And that's just how I am. Hey, again, unapologetic. Period. Period. So no, I agree with you on that. I definitely say research. It's also in my guest form that you have to agree to promote the episode. Um, I only promote once. And that's literally two days before the episode airs. And I'll just say, this is who's going to be on it. But what I have realized is that people don't really understand the power of podcasting. Like this is an opportunity for you to be seen as a credible source to your audience. So why wouldn't you want to brag about it? Like I make, I probably make people sick of me because every time I get an award, every time I got a magazine feature, every time I'm speaking at somebody, I'm, t I'm promoting it <laughs> because the more you see my name, the more you see that I'm talking about the same thing, the more I'm credible, the more I'm visible. So I think that's the disconnect with a lot of podcast guests is that they don't realize the power of this platform. Like I'm helping you out because <laughs> I'm putting you in front of my people which is ultimately going to help you look more credible and you more visible. So, cause I've had some members of my Thrive Tribe be like, oh my God, I love when you had guests so-and-so, how can I connect with them? Like people listen and they want to follow up with people. But if you not out here in these streets promoting, then like, like Coach Gay said, I'm not going to do it either. Like I might have to take that tip and be like, oh, you're going in a draft because you, <laughs> you making me work harder, not smarter over here. And I ain't got time. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with that. Well, I have since learned my lesson and, you know, I don't have them uh, sign a legal form like Miss Paula here, but I definitely have them agree to promote the, the episode because, you know, like you said, there's a lot of people that really, you know, while you're driving to and from work, picking up the kids, while you're doing laundry, what are you doing Saturday cleaning? Like people listen to stuff. I listen when I'm working. You know, I've listened to all of your podcasts when I'm working and I'm like cracking up, you know, I think Miss Paula had one episode on. She had a sex therapist on their child. I was like, wait a minute. We're not going to get nothing done today because I need to hear what they talking about. You know, I had to tell my dad not to listen to that episode. I'm so grateful that my father is a very big supporter of me. He literally listens to every episode. I think and, parents and are very <laughs> progressive. <laughs> I mean, both of them have been on my show. My dad has been on my show. My mom has been on my show. My bonus mom has been on my show. My brother and sister have been on my show. So, um, but uh, for that one accidental singer, I had to be like, and the only fans when I had to be like, Dad, can you sit this one out? And the more you tell my dad, don't listen to it, this one is like, why? That's what you got. <laughs> He's like, oh, you just told me the listen. Like, All I heard was listen. I didn't hear the don't part. I'm like, if you listen, listen, I, I've warned you and you can come tell me shit. Like, you know who your daughter is. So it was just a warning whether you want to do it or not. But I'm going to be like Claire. And, you know, I've never had a problem with people, uh, guests sharing my, uh, when they come on my show. And, um, 
because of the way I like my Instagram. So I always post three. My episode goes on Wednesday. On Thursday, I'll, I'll share one of the posts. And then um, on Friday or Saturday and then on Monday. But on the stories, every day I'll post a clip. And most of the time they do, all they have to do is repost it. And most of them do. Apart from, and this was shocking to me because this guest is a very good friend. And he's the one who wanted to come on my show. And he has a very good program. And I really, I believe in him and his program. That's why I was like, you know, you can't, he works with it. And it's all about quarterly goals and journaling and knowing that it's a new quarter coming up. So I was expecting him to be, especially with him having something that was just coming up. But he only shared one. And to me, that was like, so maybe I should become like Leah because I've seen people who put on their contract, like you got to at least repost on social media. <laughs> so, but that was the only one I've had. I've been lucky that most. Even the episode that goes out right now, this guy actually takes the story out of my and, and he posts it on his page. And like he has been crazy. He's promoting it more than me. And I'm like, can I get everybody like him every year? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. So did any of you have an episode that inspired you to make positive changes in your life? Uh, I probably have had a few. Um, honestly, anytime somebody pours in, as I said before, I love people that are pouring into me just as much as I pour into them. Actually, it's so crazy. The one that I recorded today, she ended up asking me questions like about my well-being and about you know, what I was doing moving forward and stuff like that. Like she ended up com like completely shifting it like the last 10 minutes of the show, which I thought was dope because she was wondering about me and my well-being. And I think that that's amazing. So like anytime I know somebody is asking me questions and wanting to, you know, check on my well-being and make sure I'm okay and not just making it about them. And that's always a 10 out of 10 for me. I love to be inspired and motivated and empowered by other women just as much as I'm pouring that back into others. So any episode that I'm getting that vibe from, and it's always going to be a favorite of mine. And that's probably one I might get an extra little share on or something like that. But, you know, it's like just having that. Um, I love to be in that space to where we're supporting, encouraging each other. Um, even though it's my podcast, we were on uncut. So it could turn into you asking me questions and I don't have no problem with that. I'm very transparent in anything that I talk about. You could ask me anything and I'm probably going to tell you about it. I don't have any secrets. So being able to just have that, someone giving that back to me, hey, that shit's dope to me. So I'm always, that's going to always be one of my faves. And I always say um, when anyone comes on my podcast that, listen, it's just going to be two girlfriends having a conversation because, you know, I don't want it to be like a Barbara Walters special where she's asking all the questions and they're giving all the answers that no shade to Barbara Walters, you know, but you know, that's more of a formalized thing. You know, when people are sharing their deepest, darkest secrets and, and the, the parts of themselves that no one else sees, yeah, you can ask me. My story's out there. Yeah, I've shared it in my episodes. I mean, granted that some people think that I should have kept family business private, that's their cross to bear, not mine. That's a them problem. That's not a me problem. You know, I chose to share because I want to heal. And in me empowering other women to share their healing, we're healing together. Okay. And um, so I want to hear what the other ladies have to say about that. Yeah. So I, I'm like you, Coach K, like if I get an episode where someone is definitely pouring back into me, that's always one of my faves. But I think my favorite episodes, honestly, is when we get to have conversations around sex. And I think of like, 
season two, one of my good girlfriends, Dr. Brittany Bada Smith, we had a whole conversation around sex from the basis of Christianity because she's a Christian sexologist. And so just being able to break down the myth that God don't want you having sex <laughs> and really free women was probably like my favorite. And that was probably the episode that so many people like, I mean, I had pastor's wives DMing me like, girl, like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, free the people, like this is what we here to do. So I think any episode that I put out where we can just educate, like that's always my thought when I, when I bring somebody on for Hey Queen Thrive is just being able to educate. Like we've had conversations around fibroids. We've had conversations around wound healing on Hey Queen Thrive. And I did that intentionally because I know majority of the women that follow Hey Queen Thrive are women of color. And we struggle with fibroids and healing our wounds and things like that. So I definitely would say episodes like that are probably the ones that I love the most. All right. Well, uh, for me, I feel like every every episode of mine has somehow been a positive to me. Like the conversations, I've learned a lot more than what I've put out. Uh, what they've taught me a lot more. Like I ended up taking comedy classes. I ended up either opening up and sharing too much shit, like the sex episode and the OnlyFans episode. But um, I love having those conversations. I love when people just come and they are willing to just talk their shit, you know? <laughs> and, and those empower me. And um, I think the most one, which would be recently, last season, where um, it was time since season one, uh, my birthday was a day after my episodes comes out. My episodes comes out on Wednesdays, I decided to have a birthday episode and I brought in my friend to interview me. And just like how I don't give my guests interview questions beforehand because I want you to be your authentic self. I don't want you to come to me with planned answers. So she also didn't give me the, the questions, but editing that episode, you know, when you're talking, you don't realize what you're talking. You know, when you're editing, you're like, oh damn, I say that, I say that. And to realize how much I have grown was something that was inspiring for myself because the way I was responding, I was like, damn, two years ago, this is not how I would have been <laughs> So to see my own growth and all because of this journey, because when I started podcasting, I started being my apologetic self. I started working on my mental health because I've had therapists on my show. I've had like the first two seasons, three seasons were really focused on mental health and mental health stories without the creative journey. So to see all that, it was like, damn girl, you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And um, we all have our podcasts and we all run them differently, but similarly we still have the same goals even though our niche might be different but just the inspiration and the empowerment and the freeing of self I really love it and this is exactly why I put you three together well first of all when I, I interviewed coach Keisha and coach Leah in the same month and I think I remember texting you guys like yo you guys have the same story like similar and then I looked and I was like what is going on? They have the same hairdo. <laughs> you got the same niche. You got the same spirit behind your business, you know? And I was like, I think you guys need to be on each other's show, you know, and that might be a side hustle, but I digress. <laughs> so I want to say I had one episode that impacted me so much that I had to really sit with it. And it was a human trafficking episode. And she was a great storyteller. First of all, I like 
horror movies. So anytime I, I know that I'm like going to hear something, I don't even know what's going to happen. But because of the title, I have all this anxiety and anticipation. But man, it, it was a hard listen. And the, the one thing that stuck out with her story was when she said that, um, you know, while she was being trafficked, um, they had a pimp. And it was her and her girlfriend and they were really working together and they had to work together to make the money. And apparently they didn't meet their quota. And the guy shot her friend in the other room. She heard it and he came, she heard everything. She heard her friend fall, you know, he came in the room and said, this is your fault. You guys didn't make the money. This is your fault. That was the most impactful episode to me because my hands got clammy my heart started racing I felt like I was there in the room with her you know definitely a trigger warning was put on that episode you know so that was my most impactful episode it sits with me what was your impactful episode or the most impactful episode that just really stayed with you um there's probably a couple, um, probably a sexual abuse survivor. Um, and I cannot remember her name to save my life. I'm so sorry. But she literally told me about, she wasn't necessarily, well, I guess she could say she was trafficking, but she was home. It was within her family. Um, and her being passed around from family to family, um, she wasn't able to go to school. It started when she was like a sophomore in high school. Um, you know, they decided that she was going to be the one to just be passed around along the family. Um, it didn't leave the family. Um, it goes back to what you said earlier about, um, you know, what goes on in our house stays in our house type thing. Um, and she wanted to bring that out because she knows that it's more common than we really talk about. You know, these things happen way more common than we want to believe. Um, and because we sit and suppress and hide things and because we don't want to tell on our family members, this stuff is still going on. You know, so, yeah, they're talking about the sex traffickers and, and kudos to her as a survivor. I also want to make sure that we speak on the ones that is going through it in their family. You know, because it's not talked about enough. We don't talk about it enough. And that episode was really, really touching to me. I think we might have both just had like a little pause moment because I had to like gather myself with that because your family is who you feel is supposed to protect you. You know, they're supposed to be there for you. And when I say family, I'm talking about like stepdad, uncle, cousin, you know, everybody's running through her. And it's like, oh my God, you know, right in the house. You know, they come into the house and she's basically being tricked off, you know, so um, that was so, so touching to me. Um, and we actually are still in communication um, now because um, she's not advocating, you know, she lives in Georgia. Um, she's not advocating for it. And, you know, her telling me that it really was a breakthrough for her to really speak about it on my platform because that initiated her process of wanting to advocate for it more and, you know, being more aware of it and bringing the awareness out. So I feel like that that to me was probably the most one for me. So there's a couple more, but that one definitely touched me the most. I can definitely see why I had a couple of those myself. What about you, Coach Leah? I, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I think the one that really 
hit home for me is um, I had my good girlfriend, Dr. Tiffany Williams. She has a foundation called Liam Lives, and it's based on her angel mom story of being pregnant and losing her son so traumatically. And that one sits so well, sits with me because I'm an angel mom, but then like, it was so heavy in that, that particular episode. Like she broke down crying. Like there were moments where we just had to pause the recording as she was telling the story because like she was reliving it and it hit home. And so like we have having a whole, like I'm crying with her, like that, you know, while it's paused because it's like, sis, I feel you, I see you and I, I'm there with you. And so that's probably one episode that really resonates the most with me. And to see that she created this foundation for her angel son, you know, and we are still connected to this day. And now to see that she's a mom of, of twin boys, like, you know, to see how her story, like it may have felt like it ended there in her motherhood journey, but to see how God literally like took her from that painful place of losing her child so traumatically and now giving her the blessing of two amazing boys, you know? So I think that's probably one episode and there's been so many, but that's the one that really hits home for me. Wow. I don't know if I could handle all those episodes. I'm just saying, just listening from you guys, it's like, oh, Um, so mine, um, I have quite a few, but uh, I'll pick these two ones because um, one is my sister's and uh, for anybody who knows, my sister is one bourgeois woman and uh, and I'm very open and she's the person who's close. She hides the problems. People just need to see her in the perfect light, right? Uh, she doesn't share problems or anything. And when she found out she was pregnant, she had an entire plan of how she was going to have a baby. As I say, she was bougie. She had already picked the hospital in South Africa. She lives in Tanzania. She had all these plans. But COVID happened and she had a COVID baby. You couldn't travel to nowhere. You <laughs> so all that. And then um, she ended up having postpartum. And, you know, we don't talk about that. And her also, she doesn't talk about you know, so for her to want it to come to my podcast and share that story and to listen to the stuff my sister was going through and we are in different countries. I didn't know that she was going through all this and just feel her pain and hear and then how she turned around or when the episode came out, she wanted to start a mommy's club where they actually have those conversations because people only talk about the other side of the pregnancy. You know, everything is nice. You have your baby, you're good, but there are those people deal with postpartum and in the first few months they don't like their kid and it's not their fault but it's something that is real and so to have her share that that was emotional for me because I ended up seeing her in a different light and understand things because I haven't gone through that so and then my brother also uh he came on my podcast he was a drug addict overdosed but now he's clean for 10 years but I hated him for so long because of everything that he was putting us through putting my dad putting my mom my grandmother oh my god my grandmother that's the love of his life now imagine this 80 90 year old lady who's trying to to do everything and waste all this money on a boy who at that time didn't give a fuck about anybody but just getting high so he got clean is clean and to and he goes around sharing his stories and motivating young men to stay clean so when he came to my platform and this was the first time where we were actually talking about it you know everybody had their feelings but once he got clean you, you kind of feel like it might trigger him if you start bringing stuff up and you don't want to end up 
taking him back to that position, but for him to share it and for both of us to get that closure and understand where we're both coming from and heal through that, it was it was impactful for me. So wow. Yeah, that's that's definitely a lot. And you're right. We definitely don't talk about postpartum depression and all those different things that we you know, the womb care, like Leah said, you know, we don't really have those discussions often enough. And I think we all we probably really need to do an episode around that, especially around Mother's Day, when there's a lot of women that are, you know, they are mothers, but they have nothing to show for it, you know, and it's a really rough time um, for women. And um, one of the things that I actually do is I always educate my daughters, and well, my kids, period, but more my, my daughters, because they'll be having children to really advocate for themselves. And, you know, when my last grandchild was born, um, the one thing that stuck out for me was like the relief that I felt where I saw an African-American nurse go into her room. I was like, okay, one of us is in there, (laughs) you know, she's got her. And, and, you know, I said, oh, you're one of her nurses. She said, yes. I said, okay. I said, thank you. I feel better knowing that you're in there with her, you know, because I wasn't in there with her. And so, you know, representation matters and we definitely need to address those tough issues that a lot of people um, don't really talk about because women from our parents era, they don't really talk about stuff. They go through stuff. And then when you tell them that you're going through all these things, you know, they're like, well, hey, when I went through, you know, we didn't have to do all those things. And it's because they they didn't have the mindset that they could ask for help or they could say, hey, this is what I'm going through. And so with these podcasts that we have, we can definitely educate the world on all of those things, you know, especially women taking care of themselves, your self-love, your self-care, you know, being mindful of who you are, where you're going, what you're planning on doing, who you're touching, you know, um, and, and so I love it. So we're going to wrap this up in a little bit. Um, One minute, can I share something? Oh, absolutely. Um, when you said about educating and um, one of the, the impactful things about when that episode with my sister came out, in my head, when I was recording it and listening, I thought this would be perfect for women to be there to support each other. But then it ended up bringing a different shift. The people who reached out to me about this episode was mostly men. And I even had my cousin brother was like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this episode because my sister was going through something similar and I thought she was just being lazy. But oh, wow. I didn't know there was more. <laughs> I didn't know there was more to that. And that switched my mindset. I was like, I wasn't even thinking about the men when I was recording this, but to know that the men are learning a lot more because at that time, most men need to know this to be able to support their wife, their partner, you know, because they are going through that. And I know men, well, we all can be selfish, but men mostly selfish, especially during uh, pregnancy time. And, And especially when I found out my sister, the husband was a lot there for her and helped her. She was like, without him, I don't know if I could have gone. So I'm like, at least he was there, but I need other men to know. So to get feedback from men and my cousin saying, thank you for this episode, I learned a lot. That was like a really mind switch. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? And of course, men never get it because they, they're not women. They don't go through all the stuff that we go through. You know, I mean, try to explain menopause to them. Oh, 
what is that? I mean, they don't even want to hear the word period, much less menopause. You know, it's these things that they don't see like mental health care. you like, they don't understand that the, the things that, yeah, you want to have a bunch of babies and, oh, but I want you to stay home and mind them because I'm going to take care of us. I'm going to go out and do all these things. Well, now you want me to sit at home and take care of them. You're not here. And then I'm telling you, hey, I don't think I like my children. And you think it's all in my head. You know, it's like, come on now. You know, if anything, we need to have a panel of that and just have like a men's forum and educate them on all of those things. Because yeah, you're right, Paula. I, I really think that, you know, these men need to really be brought up to speed. And it's not that I think that just being judgy and, and, and um, making it like we're doing too much. I just think that they just don't understand it because it's not their struggle. And when people don't understand your struggle, they don't know how to help you. They will never understand it because they will never give birth. They will never have their period. They will never go through menopause. You know, their nipples will never be sore for any reason. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because we are so much more open to understanding what men go through than the other way around. You know, we're so much more like, oh, okay, well, maybe you have this here. Let's go to the doctor and get this checked out. We would just be so ready to just take them to the doctor so they can get their stuff checked out. But they're like, mm -mm, I, I think you're just being extra. You That's know? why I use the word selfish. They are selfish. Yeah. I say yeah. the same. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm not putting all of them in the bracket. I'm just saying <laughs> most of them. I'm not, I'm not talking about whole men. As I say, they are selfish. But most of them are fucking selfish. They are some. We know that there are some that are and then there are some that are not. So let's see what you guys have going on, what you guys have coming up. Um, and well, tell people where to find you on your handles. Absolutely. Um, well, for me, um, right now, I am um, hosting what I call Growth Over Everything. Um, and growth stands for gratitude, resilience, optimistic, thriving, uh, let's see, growth, G-R-O-W-T. <laughs> and happiness over everything. Um, and it's basically a once a month meetup that I have put together in person here at my office at UPM Suites in Peoria, but I also do virtually. It's the third Wednesday and Thursday of each month. These are free to register, free to attend. Um, women need a supportive community. And it just is an extension of me continuing to offer that safe space for us to, first of all, be ourselves. Because again, I'm unapologetic. I want unapologetic, positive, dope vibes around us. Um, September's meetup was so dope. Um, Noreen was in attendance. We actually had a speaker that spoke to us about like getting back to the basics of health and wellness. And she actually gave us our flowers. She presented us with each of a rose um, at the end of the thing. And it was just so dope. Like that is the type of community that I want to build. Um, because once we become that confident and have that support around us, hey, we are unstoppable and there's no ceiling for us. Um, and then also, like I said, I've got... Um, my good friend is hosting her book club, uh, which will be based on my book, From Havoc to Healing, 30 Days of Reconditioning. Um, we are going to be digging in discussion about that. It is available on Amazon. You can definitely Google that. It's available on my website as well. And then as far as... Um, my online store, which is UpgradedMindsets.shop, um, it's positively inspired clothing, apparel, housewares, hats, um, everything, A, period, sis, period, um, you know, just all around continuing to empower and uplift in any way that I can do, whether it's on my podcast, whether it's in person with my clients, just being that supportive person near and far. 
um, online as well as virtually because I do have clients here in my city. But because I started online, I have clients in seven different states. So I don't discriminate everybody from the 50 states and above around the world. I'm with it. Um, you know, but I just want to work with intentional women who, first of all, understand that there is some work that is going to be done to recondition, realign their mind and understand that their journey is going to be their journey. So just continuing in that, um, I've got some upcoming things that I can't necessarily put out there just yet, but just make sure you can go to the website, which is upgrading mindsets with the Z dot life. Um, it pretty much is going to give you everything. The online store is the same upgraded mindsets, but it's dot shop. And you can pretty much grab all of my apparel and stuff there. Um, and then, like I said, just all around continuing to be me unapologetically. So I definitely appreciate you with this opportunity. My social media platforms is Coach, K-A-Y-W-D-S, or Empowering Real Talk. You can follow me on both of those, TikTok, Instagram. I'm pretty much on all platforms with that. So follow your girl. I'll definitely follow back. So, and I definitely am just so grateful for this opportunity for you to bring us together, Noreen, you the bomb girl. Thank you. I think it was really important for us to talk about this, um, talk about our struggles, our pain points, but also the good times too, because, you know, we have good guests, we have bad guests, we have empowering guests, we have guests that pull you out of yourself. You know, I interviewed like Dr. Amanda, the money healer. Uh, her platform is called No effing around <laughs> like I said I'm a reformed cusser but <laughs> but that just stayed with me because it just let me know listen stay on your grind you know let's stay on it so Miss Leo what do you have coming up next where can people find you Ooh, child. what do I have coming up I next? know you got something <laughs> exciting so much is happening um so I will first say that I got my first virtual summit happening October 20th and 21st called Elevate Your Pitch it's myself along with seven other powerhouse boss women teaching you how to really step up your media game and really position yourself as an authority. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, then on the 22nd, I will be over there in Baltimore at Afros and Audios and teaching over there. Um, what else is happening? Season four, Hey Queen Thrive is coming back. We come back January 2024. We do celebrating three years since the show has been birthed. Um, and your girl is dropping a new book. So you got to stay tuned. I'm, I'm not dishing out the, the name and all that, but you got to have to follow me to know when that's coming. But I'm dropping a new book. Book number nine is coming out um, in January as well. And then I'm also going to be, if you are at Elevate Your Pitch, you will be the first to know that the doors are opening to my new academy. So yeah, your hey, girl's doing a whole lot of stuff. So Definitely follow me on social media. I'm Leah M. Forney on all the social media platforms. And then check out Hey Queen Thrive's um, IG page. Thank you. Oh, shit talker. Oh, damn. I feel like I ain't got shit going on with Coach K and Miss <laughs> 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 Um Season 7 is out. Um, next week is going to be a great episode with my two favorite podcasters who have been supporting me in this journey. Um, they actually host an empowered podcasting clubhouse room every Monday to Friday, 7 to 8. I learn a lot in that room. And on Fridays, we like to share our wins and spin, spin the wheel. So we are people who like, we want to celebrate you, whatever win it is, even if it's just waking up in the fucking morning, that's a win because life can be hard. Yes. <laughs> so um, there's not, we, we have been saying that there's no win that is too small to be celebrated. And um, 
I'm working on my book. It's my first book. I've been enjoying doing it, and the plan is for it to be out by next year. And I, I'm looking to to have it out during May Mental Health Month or June for my 35th birthday. So either one that comes first, you know, depending on the financial status. But <laughs> um, I guess I'll be seeing Miss Leia at Baltimore because I will be at Baltimore as well. Uh, I'll be part of a panel and it will be the first time moderating. So I am excited. Just like Miss Leia, I like betting on myself and I like pushing myself because I do have a plan of doing a TEDx and I am going to take every stage that's going to have me and talk my shit. And also, if you are going to be in Orlando January next year, I'll be at Podfest uh, 20, 22nd to 25th. And I'll also be uh, speaking at Podfest. So there's all that coming up. And Miss Noreen will also be part of my season seven. We recorded. So I thought we'll be coming out sometime next month, yeah. this month or next month. <laughs> yes. Well, um, Miss Noreen for putting this together. Like, I, I'm sorry, Kisha, for some reason. And I love history, but for some reason, you really remind me of history the way you. Like, I don't know. Like, I get Isari vibes, and I'm a big fan of Isari. Like, she's just very unapologetic herself. I love her. But um, I'm looking Definitely. forward to. And I am your thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to, you know, just learning everything from you guys and hopefully in the near future collaborate and see where else we can we can go from there. And you can find me on every and anywhere on social media by the handle talk show with me. It does not change. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, if you thought that you didn't feel like you was doing nothing, I'm like, damn, this corporate job is like getting in the way of what I need to be doing. Like, I need to stretch more. I need to become one of those incredibles and just, you know, get my reach on. But I, if Seva says is unplugged, we are in our season three. Um, I do have a couple episodes that are out there. Um, have another one that's coming up. This will definitely be one of them once I edit out all of Paula's cuss words. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is what it is. The title is Unapologetically You. So um, I'm sorry for folks that are offended by anything, but we're not going to apologize for being ourselves. You know, this is what it is. This is what it's all about. This is um, who we serve. You know, we serve the people. We serve it up. We serve it hot, you know, and we want people to really just be comfortable. So what's next for Save Our Sisters Unplugged? Well, more hot topics, more episodes, just um, reaching more listeners, <laughs> hopefully trying to get the podcast guys to grant us that 6,000 download, you know, because that is most definitely the goal trying to monetize, you know, listen, we're trying to get a hustle on, but as far as save our sisters, the group itself, we have our um, luncheon that's going to be coming up um, in March that I'm co-hosting with my sis here, Keisha, and I am going to be speaking. So I had my first speaking engagement at the beginning of this month, and we were talking about the wait, uh, which talks about waiting for the right person to come into your life. Don't just jump from, as my father would say, from hand to hand and from man to man. You know, just taking that time to decompress and heal yourself and be ready for what God has for you. You know, you cannot be ready for great things if you're holding on to old things. You have to let all those old things go in order for you to be able to really reach your potential and walk in your purpose. And so I was able to. I want you to kick this whole topic on the weed. Huh? 
I said, let me find out you didn't kick this topic. I'm like, I ain't know nothing about this topic. Look, see, that's how raw we is, y'all. She you didn't kick the whole that... topic off. I ain't know nothing about it. <laughs> that was one of my last episodes that I did um, with Miss Virginia Clark. And uh, she's a great masseuse. I Listen, I'm going to need to see her real soon, too, because I got some kinks I need to work out. Yeah, um, but she was talking about the weight, and she shared her story about... Um, how she needed to wait for the man. She's still in the waiting. And in our conversation, when we were recording, I shared with her what I was doing in the wait. Um, but, but then now after I waited, God granted me my wish. And so he granted me my husband. And so she asked me to speak to her women's um, prayer group. And so I was able to speak to those ladies and let them know why the waiting is important and uh, what I did with the wait and why you can't just sit and wait. You have to work. You have to heal yourself. You have to get your finances together. You have to clean your house. You know, you have to mentally be ready for what your next purpose is, what your next step is in life. And so I was glad that I was invited to speak on that because Keisha, That's you dope. and I had spoken. I was like, I want people to see me differently. I want people to see I me as also you. a speaker because I do add value, you know, but I'm always like a behind the scenes person. And I'm like, I think I need to be out. Well, let me just say, outside. I am proud of you. I'm definitely proud of you for actually stepping up and putting yourself out there more. Um, you know, me and you have had plenty of conversations to that effect. So I love that you're finally becoming actionable with that because I agree. Um, you are definitely somebody that has great value, expertise, and, you know, dope resource. Um, so continue walking in that, you know, continue. We'll talk more about topics for the luncheon next year. We'll get yes, into more of that. But yes, I definitely am super proud of you for, you know what I'm saying, stepping out and getting uncomfortable because that's really what it was. And I'm super proud of you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. One of the things that we talked about was me speaking at the luncheon. And I already have my, I already have my topic for that, Strive Higher and Reclaim Empowerment. The acronym for that is called SHARE. And that is exactly what Save Our Sisters is about and what the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast is all about. It's all about sharing. So, so strive higher and reclaim empowerment. And so we have that coming up. And then I have secretly been working on a retreat that I would love to kick off next August. It's August 2024. I'm coming. Um, I'm trying to have it a little bit closer to home. So it'll be either here at Bloomington or um, a suburb of Chicago, you know, a girlfriend said a good number to have a retreat, but I'm like, ah, doing a first retreat, I don't know if that's going to be overwhelming or not, but, you know, I'm praying that the retreat gods are going to be helping us this out, and uh, anyone else that would love to help with that would love to do that. Um, I have secretly been working on a book. I have two chapters left in my book. I'm very excited about it. I don't generally tell anybody anything because like I said I'm moving silence because you know not everybody's for you you know and nobody's gonna stop what I have going on but I just like to move in silence and there's a journal that goes with that so I've worked simultaneously with that um, but like I said I'm still in corporate America so it took a little bit longer than I anticipated um, Miss Leah, I know you started out as being a book coach so I'm gonna have to get on your calendar when I'm ready to edit do and it. publish I still do it. So just hit me up. Hey, good to know. Good to know. Because tell all 2024. So, hey, say that. Look at that link. And look at that. Come on, y'all. We all coming for you, Miss Leah. We all coming to 
Listen, I no longer turn down money. If it's in my skill set <laughs> and my part. expertise, I still do it. Okay. That Just hit me up. Right there. I love it. Yes. So I have those things coming out, you know, speaking engagement, you know, the retreat, the books, you know, and I've just been really just being unapologetic about what I've been doing in my life. You know, you want me to watch the kids? Um, nope. No, I'm not. I don't even need to give you an explanation. It's just no, you know, and I've just been really putting myself out there to just do more things like even with this little mini summit here, because I was like, I want to do something, but who am I going to do it with? And then I was like, I want it to be an unapologetic title. And I was like, boom, we got Paula, Leah and Keisha. Boom. <laughs> I just want to say, if you end up doing this every year, I'm just putting it out there to remind people we were the first ones. <laughs> Oh, geez. The real OGs. <laughs> yes. And I would love to do it every year. And I hope that next time we do it, we have a lot more people, but then that would be a lot more time that we're going to need. And, and like people don't listen to podcasts, you know, I'm like, oh, they're probably not going to want to listen to this, but Hey, who listens will listen. And who will not listen, they will miss out. Mm-hmm. You know, just supposed to get it. There you go. Exactly. We're no longer, um, you know, apologizing for any of that. So um, everyone can find the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast everywhere, Apple, Google, um, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher is no longer a thing, but um, everywhere you can find a podcast. And of course, Save Our Sisters group, you know, we out here. And one of the biggest things that I have been working on is making the group not for profit because it is my goal at that luncheon in March to give away two scholarships to some young ladies that are going to be graduating high school and going to college. So I'm always about education. You know, no one has helped me. I paid for my own college. I paid for my own degrees. You know, Sally Mae and Navient, you know, they're on my case. (laughs) Okay, me too. They want their money, you know, but so if I can help another young lady get started and then even if it doesn't pay for her whole thing, obviously it's not going to pay for her whole thing, but it's it's at least going to pay for some things, her books and whatever she needs. You know, some fees, she can tack it onto her bill. It would give her a little bit of less stress, you know. And so that's really what we have going on. So that's what we got. So if anybody else would love to be on the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast, you can definitely email me at saveoursisters2020 at gmail.com. We're on all the things. We're on Instagram, um, Facebook group. Where else am I? Definitely LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I've been definitely trying to live more on LinkedIn. (laughs) I'm, I'm even on, like I'm even on TikTok. Personally. I don't like LinkedIn personally. I got to get out of that though. Cause I just don't like LinkedIn. <laughs> it's been working for me. You know, I'm just trying to. No, no, it, it does. I'm not saying it don't. Cause I mean, I have, if, if, if my auto publisher wasn't working, then you would never see me on there, but baby, thank <laughs> good for the power of publishing tools. Okay. <laughs> and AI. <laughs> But I want to thank you ladies for just uh, giving up a little portion of your Saturday just to um, talk about your journeys through podcasting. And, and, you know, I hope that today we've inspired people to whether they want to start their own podcast or all the other things that you guys have going on on the side. I feel it's amazing. I feel you add so much more value to the world outside of the world of podcasting, you know, and um, I'm just so grateful that you guys said yes. You know, you guys didn't even hesitate. And that was the really the part that I really love. Like you guys did not hesitate. And I really appreciate that you showed up for me. And I'm a woman that I don't keep too many 
female friends, you know, but you guys have been real cool and I've been learning so much from you. I watch Leah every day when I can, when I'm working, she out there going live on Facebook. I'm like, okay, let me get my pen and paper out because I know Leah's going to be talking about how I can monetize this thing. And I need to know because them 6,000 downloads, I'm going to have to make a chart and I'm going to have to- Period, <laughs> period. So, you know, I really appreciate you guys and hopefully this thing, um, it says live and I can see it on my Facebook page, but I, I'm hoping I can share it to everywhere else and you guys can share it as well um, so that all the other folks can we'll get into what he's talking about. We got you. Thank you for actually including me and inviting me. I remember when you sent me a message, I was just like, what time? <laughs> as long as the time makes sense, I'm there and I'm looking forward to supporting and helping, assisting all you amazing ladies in whatever way I can. So to the future. To the future. Here you. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Well, we'll talk soon. Peace yes, and blessings. Thank you for supporting this episode. I hope you've been inspired and motivated so you can elevate your life. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you're kept in a loop when a new one drops. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcasting platform. I want to engage with you, so let me know what you think by giving the episode a rating, writing a review, or leaving a voice message, and I can share them in an upcoming episode. Now remember to also share this with your tribe. Until next time, remember, overcoming adversity not only teaches us a lot about ourselves, others, and life, but also gives us the opportunity to be reminded of our own power and strength. So don't be afraid to share your story. And when you're ready to do so, email saveoursisters2020 at gmail.com.